What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Devin. And I'm back with another episode of I Stopped Drinking, So I Started a Podcast. Man, we've been taking L after L as far as mental health is concerned. You know, first with Kanye, now with Will Smith and Chris Rock. While those situations are vastly different, they echo that there's a problem when it comes to uh, accepting and treating uh, mental health as far as men are concerned. Kanye, he's always been arrogant. He's always been a little eclectic. He's always been a little out there. Will, on the other hand, he's always been, um, I mean, he's the Fresh Prince. Uh, Family man, uh, really good actor. Um, Always someone who's been seen in a positive light. Now, with that said, I think people seem to forget that men are still human that we should be allowed to grieve in peace we should be allowed to come to terms with that grief and move on but we shouldn't be forced to see men are forced to to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps because if we take too long to get over something or we dwell on something too long we're looked at as weak or we're looked at as bitches Will's had his entire marriage laid out for the whole world to see. Will's wife. Now, I don't know. I can't say what Will did to encourage any type of behavior either way. I don't know. But when Jada came out and she spoke about that entanglement, Will became a meme. His whole marriage was dissected and broken down and his manhood followed with it. People called him a cuck. People called him weird. They started talking about his children and potentially how they raised them. He was torn down from top to bottom, inside and out. And what happened on Sunday was a culmination of that because oftentimes when people are done wrong, They never really go at the people who do it. It's always someone else who 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 bears the brunt uh, of their humiliation. So because when I look at the the situation that happened between Will and Chris, it had nothing to do with Jada. I mean, Will could have easily gone behind the scenes after everything was over and told Chris what was what privately. And he still could have saved face with Jada. What that was, that was a message to the rest of the world. I'm not a punk. I stand up for my wife. I stand up for my family. And anyone else who wants to say something is going to get slapped up. Now, the problem with that is, is that next time someone says something, he's going to have to slap them up. And if he doesn't, he's going to take an even bigger L because... Not only will he be seen as a weak man, he'll be seen as a bully. I mean, Chris Rock is a soft target. But people would have had to see this coming. People with any type of of, of real perception should have seen something like this coming. Especially considering all the things that Will had to endure over the past year or two. You know, it's... It's hard being 
you know, in a long-term relationship. I mean, Will and Jada have been together for, for 25 years. You know, there's a lot of things that happen within that time frame. Um, and I think people forget the type of toll that takes on people. Because from the time they've gotten together, it's always been, you know, you're a backup plan. She was supposed to be with Tupac. She loves Tupac. You know, so from from that initial point of view, you're already on the back foot. People are already in your pocket. People are already in your ear. It's coming up on, on blogs, on forums, on news outlets. You know, and celebrities, sure, they they put their lives out here um, for, I guess, our enjoyment. It's, a, it's par for the course. But at the same time, they're entitled to go through the same things and weather the same storms that the rest of us are. And when it comes to women, especially in this situation, when Jada came out and she said, you know, she was involved in an entanglement. She was already rallied around. Shea Butter Twitter and all this stuff had already rallied around her. They had already said, well, what it will do. Maybe Will wasn't fulfilling his end of the bargain. Well, Will was out here cheating anyway. And that may be true. But instead of laughing at the man at one of his lowest points, we could have come with something more rational. Something more middle ground to say well yeah you made your bed now sleep in it but I wish y'all the best and I hope you get through with it I hope you guys come out on the other side better I hope it makes you stronger every relationship that I've ever seen over 25 years has had some type of strife has had some type of disconnect a period of testing. And unfortunately for Will, his test came out in the public eye. And now, now after this event uh, with Chris, Sam Jackson, Denzel, Tyler Perry, Bradley Cooper, they all went and they checked on him. Now, they could have done that in private before. But when I look at Will, I see somebody that's broken. I don't see someone who, who's been talking to people. I don't see someone who's been rallied around. I see someone who's buried themselves in their work. I've seen someone who's tried to, to soothe and cope through remaining busy. I don't see the same confident Will Smith that I saw prior to the revelation of his entanglement. And the same thing with Kanye West. When he's going off and he's popping off and everybody's making fun of him and all this shit, it's funny. It's entertaining. But it's also a cry for help. He's also trying to 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 verbalize his feelings and because he's been dealing with so much and he doesn't know how to cope or analyze it comes out as 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 misguided word salad 
it's a jambalaya of ideas. And and up until recently, where Instagram finally deactivated his page, people were getting off on it. Pages were making money off his content. They were making money off his demise. Where the fuck were his friends, his support system? I mean, at the very least, where's your attorney? Because if I was an attorney, I'd be like, Kanye, shut the fuck up. If you ever want to see your kids again, shut the fuck up. Don't release another tweet. Don't release another IG message. Nothing. And he should have been encouraged to get help. Now, I know people don't want to take meds. When I was uh, when I was in elementary school, I was uh, diagnosed with ADD. They said I was too, you know, hyperactive. Right? Couldn't sit still. Couldn't concentrate. The whole nine. I was eight years old. I was full of energy. <laughs> I mean, most eight-year-olds have an unlimited amount of energy. And if it's not expended, yeah, you're going to sit at your desk. You're going to tap. You're going to talk to people. You're going to be unfocused. You're going to be a lot of th- different things. And they put me on Ritalin. And my mother saw me one time. And took me off of it. So I understand Kanye not wanting to take medication because it does interfere with your with your chemistry, with your brain chemistry, with your creative juices, with your personality. So I get that. But the people around her around him should implore him and encourage him to get help. But it's much easier to pass dudes off as crazy or unhinged or emotional than it is to look at them and say, bro, you need someone to talk to. You need someone to uh, be able to really unbiasedly listen to you and diagnose what's going on. And there's a huge stigma, not only with men, but especially in the black community. Oh no, you don't you don't need therapy. You don't need to talk to anybody. You're not crazy. There's nothing wrong with you. We need to pray it away. Or 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 something else that doesn't really tap into the real issue. Because young women, they're always gonna be coddled. And that's no no gripe towards them. Society just looks at women as as softer creatures. Women that Women need to be protected a little bit more emotionally. They need to be supported a little bit more emotionally. And there are a lot of young men who are falling by the wayside because they can't probably properly express themselves. The first line of defense is your support system. And if your support system is turning you away, then where do you go from there? If you can't feel comfortable enough to talk to your parent or another person in an authoritative position. Where do you go from there? It's no way you continue along a, a, a course of treatment. If you tell your parents and they're receptive to it, okay, let's get you some help. Then we can move on. But if they if they shut you down and cut you off, 
you're just they're just gonna begin a cycle of of you hiding and concealing information. It was an interesting quote that I saw, and it said, "The first time that a man receives flowers is at his funeral." And that's true. And that's not even in the literal sense. That's in the figurative sense. You know, we use the term giving someone their flowers. You know, which which loosely means, you know, give them their praise, celebrate them, tell them how much they mean to you, um, tell them how much you care about them. And, you know, that's true for so many of us who, who go out day by day um, and work as silent heroes making things work, um, providing, protecting, um, with little or no, uh, thank you for it. Now I can't speak for everyone, but you know, I, as a kid growing up, I was kind of like that. You know, my dad, he worked a lot. Um, and I wanted uh, certain attention from him but he couldn't give it to me because he was busy and because he was busy and he couldn't give me the attention that I wanted it made me feel a certain type of way and once you grow up and you get older you kind of realize that they wanted to spend more time with you they wanted to be around you more they wanted to hang out more and sometimes they wanted to express certain things that they couldn't. But that stems from a longer line. Because men are taught generationally not to be pussies. Not to dwell on your problems or your issues. It's nothing wrong with going to get therapy. And we need to destigmatize that immediately. Because... If my generation is having problems, if wealthy people like Will Smith and Kanye West and Chris Rock are going through these type of issues, then that means that we're all going through these issues. There is no one who's immune to it. I have not, in my 39 years of life, I haven't met one person who was happy all the time. I've, in my 39 years of life, I've never met one person without problem, without issue, without trauma. And I hope that my friend Joel is cool with me shouting him out on this. But he is probably one of the most inspirational people that I have come across in the last, I would say, 10 years. Because dude is... I mean, in my eyes, he's a champion. And please forgive me, Joel, but when I first met Joel, I mean, he was quiet. Um, he was reserved. Um, he was going through a lot physically, emotionally, mentally. But he was always a cool dude. He was also always down for the cause, down the ride. And he had this like this fun thing about him, right? Like he was he was just someone that was easy to be around. And 
looking back on it, you know, he was concealing quite a bit of things. But in about about 2016, 2017, Joel started to change. Joel was making investments in his own mental health. And it took him a couple years. But the dude is a totally different person. He invested in himself. He invested in his own mental health. And he said, fuck the bullshit. This is what I need to do to make myself happy. And if I could tell anybody and use anybody as an example, it would be him. Because he's put in a tremendous amount of work. And the man is... He's almost unidentifiable. I mean, his at the core, his... His his nature is the same. He's still the same cool dude. He's the same personable and comforting person. But he has this swag. He has this confidence that was built over time because he invested in himself and his mental health. He put the bullshit aside. And as men, if we want to prosper, if we want to you know, start to be happier, start to feel better about ourselves, be more not only financially productive, but mentally productive, emotionally productive with our friends, with our families, with our co-workers. Those relationships blossom when we're more honest with ourselves. When we start to make that investment into our mental well-being. Hurt people hurt people. Hurt people say unpredictable things. What's the saying? There are three people who tell the truth. Children, angry people, and drunks. And if you're a depressed man, chances are you're angry. And chances are you probably drink it. So that just means that you're just a complete fucking joy to be around. We need to prioritize happiness above all. Real happiness, not not ha ha, I'm at the bar with my girls, happiness, it's a good time. No, it needs to be in every, like the gym. It needs to be an everyday thing. A consistent, everyday act to try to improve your mental health. Because there are too many brothers out here dying for it. And I'm not just talking about suicide. I mean, suicide is a big thing. I mean, men are committing suicide at a rate of 80 to 90% higher than women. But it's not just suicide. It's a whole generation of young men out here dealing with, with trauma. And the only way they deal with it is by sliding on people. The only way they deal with their unhappiness, the lack of of a stable family structure, the lack of consistent access to education, consistent access to health care. Like people, they look at places like Chicago like they're complete war zones. And they are. Those kids down there are fighting a civil war. 
and they're broken. It's a lot of kids down there. I was watching, um, I believe it was Noisy, which is a series by Vice. And they had a young drill artist on there who was from the south side of Chicago. He had never been downtown. His own city. He had never been downtown. He had never seen how clean and how nice it was there. How relaxing it was there. He didn't have to look over his shoulder. These kids are dealing with so much emotional and mental damage that it's insane. And these are the young men. If they live long enough, these are the young men who will grow up and spawn another generation of even more broken kids who will go through more generational trauma, through more gun violence. They will lose more people, more friends, and become more jaded and more violent. We got to. We have to. You can't take you can't take mental health seriously only when somebody's sucking on the shotgun. Only when someone slits their wrist. Wives, mothers, brothers, sisters, look after the men in your life. Ask them how they're doing. Really, genuinely. Look them in the eyes, put your hand on their shoulder, and ask them how they're doing. And if they say something that's not groundbreaking or life-changing, don't minimize it. Don't make it seem like it's insignificant or small. This is the little things that build up over time. The little things that break people down. It's the straw that broke the camel's back. So look, and then tell them, once they tell you how things are, where they're at in life, ask them, where do we go from here? What is, what is it that you want to accomplish? What type of goal do you want to work towards? Because that's a more constructive outcome. Me being pissed off and salty in my feelings and you look at me like, oh, man, you still acting like this? Quit being a bitch. You acting like a female because that's what happens. Quit acting like a fucking female. You acting like a bitch right now. That's not constructive. That just causes people to shut down even more. So ask them where they want to go and ask them how you can help, especially if you have a long-term investment in this person. You know, wives long-term girlfriends, this man is going to be around for a while. Don't you want him to be at his best? Don't you want him to be at his best so that he can be his best for you, for your family, the best husband he can be, the best father he can be? Investing in men's mental health is mutually beneficial. So, I mean, I hope um, 
after this whole Oscar fiasco kind of cools down a bit. I hope that people can start being real and asking real honest questions. Why would Will do something like that? Is Will unhinged? Or did he lash out in a moment of weakness because he had taken too much? And he's not going to give that to Jada. You know, he's going to try to. He's going to try to ride it out. He's going to try to change the climate at the house. He's going to try to make things better. And he's going to fail unless there's some intervention from his wife and his support system. Gentlemen, if you feel in a certain way, go get help. It doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you soft. It makes you a man who can look outside of his own emotions and recognize that he needs help. And that's all we can be. That's the first step in being honest with yourself. That's the first step in any addict's life. The admission of addiction is the first step. The admission that you need help is the first step. Thank you guys again. It's been real. And I'll see you next time. Peace.